Make sure to turn off the oven. Oh, it looks like I've already gone. <laughs> Hello, God Genius. We're so happy to see you here, five years in the future. It's us, Kaboom and Kablam. Do you recognize us? Oh, of course I do. I do not, but I did not want to be rude. That's okay. We are but your humble servants. We do not require recognition. Only a chance to serve you. Oh, well, I honor your names are awesome, so I give you credit for that. Wait. From your perspective, you just left the past. How did you forget us already? Oh, a lot of things are going on. There's a lot of machinations going on in my mind right now. Like, for example, I realize now I forgot to tell Shoko to turn off the killer robots before I left. It is no matter, God Genius. In your infinite wisdom, you left us behind to deal with them. We saved the village not only from the killer robots, but also from a serial killer and a bunch of other dangers that you, in your vast intelligence, saw fit to put us in their path. Oh, that is much appreciated, yes. So tell me, what has happened in these five long years? Not much has happened. Things are basically the same. There's a few more villagers than last, and more people have gone up to the surface. Why, what did you expect would happen? Oh, that is the true genius of it all. No one can possibly know what happens. Oh, I guess there was the triple homicide. Pray tell, what was that all about? There was this sheep named Noby who wanted to keep the village safe with aggressive policing tactics. Uh, unfortunately, Neelith, Pastor Vary, and Ruth the therapist are no longer with us. Oh, that is deeply sad to hear. I may not have always got along with all of them, but they all seemed like wonderful people. My heart, until it is made all robot, bleeds for them. Yes, everyone was very sad about Neelith, but I'm sure it was in your grand plan that the heretic Vary would be destroyed. And also Ruth, who orchestrated the circumvention of the sacred sortition. Oh, I may not have liked Vary, but... Very seemed like a decent enough person. I mean, all your Ridgelin, it's good for you, I guess. Did you not build a robot specifically to flip off Vary in your absence? Yeah, that's just life ribbing. <laughs> you know? It's just fun. You have fun with people. The robot did not do anything worse, did it? The townsfolk may have taken your light ribbing as something a bit more serious. You were convicted on several charges, but your sentence was taken up by Neelith, who has taken it with her to the afterlife. Oh, hmm. Who would possibly ever convict me for all of my fun light-tarted jokes? My robots with machine gun arms that sometimes explode. The unbeliever, Professor Gigi, was most prominent among them. 
Did that old cram apple finally lose his office? Yes, of course, we've transitioned to direct democracy with a strict policy of fuck around and find out instead of a policing system. Hell yeah! That sounds like the best. But come, come, let us talk while we move with places to be. Of course, we've been sitting here waiting in your workshop for several days now. We couldn't remember the exact date you left, but we knew it was about five years. We're quite hungry. Oh? Well, oh, well, I suppose Neelith's uh, cafeteria would be shut down now, then, right? Oh no, the slimed and dined flare has never been more popular. It's under new management. Oh, well then let's get you some grub. And in the meantime, I can perhaps create a hot air balloon that explodes. <laughs> that sounds like a wise investiture of your time and energy, great god genius. Indeed it is. But a question, where is my good friend Shoko? I was assumed she would be the first one here to greet me upon my return. At that question, uh, you hear a mechanized voice from somewhere in your, somewhere in your workshop uh, say, Target locked. Please take evasive maneuvers. Oh? Now what do I hear right now? Uh, there's a big radar screen in your workshop with, you know, like the dot that represents you in the middle and then something from the edge like coming towards you. I could dodge, but I also sometimes enjoy being hit with explosions. Let's see how this goes. Um, <laughs> uh, as the, you hear something coming towards you, just this, uh, you know, it starts as a distant rumbling and it comes closer uh, as uh, what appears to be a missile is coming in your direction. Uh, but as it gets closer, you see it's a giant uh, boxing glove with shooting out like a jet engine behind it and Shoko's riding it uh, right towards your face. And she says, Welcome back! Oh, Shoko, it is so good to see you again. <laughs> and it just absolutely decks you in the face. Alright, so good to see you again. My mouth is bleeding. I'm sorry I had to shut down all of your good neighbors with the kill switch, but they were killing, so it, it's fine. I, nobody lost anything that they couldn't regrow, I don't think. Yes, and I named it a kill switch for that very reason. You never know when your rogue AI will start to go murdering. What are you going to do now that you're back? I guess from your perspective, you just left, so it's not like you've been waiting a long time like we've been waiting. Well, indeed, it is tough for me to plan as much to reassess about how the world is right now. More particularly, how grander is right now. Everything I do is in for the sake of the city. Well, now, unfortunately, you'll have to clear it with all the villagers, because we have direct democracy, so we'll have to put it to a vote before you can install the super sprinklers. Hmm, understandable. But... Do I still need approval from everyone to create missiles with my face on the front of them that I launch off into the sky? Just a majority. Oh, excellent! Can I count on your vote? Of course! Excellent! Shoko, I am so glad to see you again. You have our vote too, God Genius. That's like seven people already! Excellent! 
do each of the tum-tums get a vote? We can stuff the ballots. We can, can rule this place like gods. Of course. <laughs> this is just the start of a grand new empire. <laughs> what a dark twist. The genius comes back to rule. Empire in like a fun way. Like there's no real emperor, but like stuff explodes sometimes. Oh, also, you know the Bozog who ran the barber shop? Oh, yes. Venta. Question mark? <laughs> Not anymore. And now they're a Kalashtar named Blade. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would like that. I will go over and introduce myself. Or I should bring a gift. They're like, if Shadow the Hedgehog was a Velociraptor, it's very cool. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Should I bring chocolates <laughs> or perhaps like a mechanical arm that can crush diamonds in its grasp? Uh, I guess uh, the genius Shoko and Kaboom and Kablam start going towards Blade's place, <laughs> who is the name of the Kalashtar of the person who used to be Venta. Um, and Kaboom and Kablam are kind of floating behind and, like, talking amongst themselves. Oh, what are you two gossiping about back there? Well, we've been waiting patiently for five long years, and we have kind of a request for you. Oh, tell me about it. Genius, do you think you could... Annihilate us? Oh? And pray tell, why would I do that? <laughs> well, we were created to serve you. And we've waited so long to see your majesty and power and your great scientific mind. And we know how much you love explosions. It would be our greatest honor if you could just absolutely fucking explode us. Are you referring to some kind of sexual way? No. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose I could, but that feels like a waste. Think of how many more wonderful explosions will be no longer had if your absence was obtained. Well, we were created by wild magic. We were only meant to exist for, I think, a minute. So... At this point, uh, we're coming a little unraveled, as it were. Five years is a lot longer than one minute. Do mm. you want me to send you back in time, then? Oh, yeah, that's another thing. The machine is no longer operational. I'm not sure you will be able to change time in any real way anymore. Hmm... So my patron is no more, you say? Yes, the machine was actually an ancient artifact from the Illithids called the Baby Box. Well, oh well, I suppose in lieu of a god of my own, I will just have to become my own god so I can grant myself my powers. We believe in you. And then I will remake my time machine device. And I will send you back in time. Where? Wherever your heart desires. 
can you send us back to the Big Bang at the beginning of creation so we can be obliterated utterly? The biggest and most grand of explosions? Absolutely. But until then, I will require your help. All right. If that's what you wish for, God Genius. In the meantime, we're going to need to whip some votes for your missile face initiative. I will get Sun Moon Stars. Kablam! You get Marina. Shoko, get Aze. Uh, I have a thing that Philippa would do while Slime was in jail. Well, well Slime is quote unquote in jail, but at night they just slither away and fuck Sun Moon Stars. <laughs> I, that's that's just you know. I guess we're in the epilogue. Tell us about Slime's incarceration. You've already they started. They just, right after this, they just go to the gender-neutral confinement area. No one even makes them. <laughs> they just go. <laughs> and, but at night, they leave their corpse thinking they're being very sneaky, but everybody knows. And they just go off and bang sun and stars and hang out with their kids, you know, mold and shit. And then they go back in the morning and just sit there staring. I'm very glad that the prison system has not kept them away from their child and that they've yeah. been able to be a part of their child's life. That brings me joy. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the most fucked up things about, well, one of the many fucked up things about the prison system. Yeah. So at night, I, uh, I prison escape and then I come back. You know what's funny is that it makes it sound illicit or something, but, you know, rich people do just get to leave jail during the day. I mean, this is a th- mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. Yeah. If you said that everyone knows that that's what Slime does, yeah. one of just... the nights when Slime is going to leave their body, Philippa appears at the jail, at the gender-neutral confinement area. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And she says, hey, Slime, I know you're going to see your wife and baby. That's okay. Uh, do you have, like, two minutes? Uh, am I in the body or am I a puddle? I imagined it was the right when you were coming out of the body. <laughs> okay, so I'm a puddle, and I just, like, form the word sure, and they, like, suck back into the body. <laughs> hey, uh, I, um, I wanted to tell you, uh, I, I suppose mostly because you are in jail, and you can't choose to come I uh I'm 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 going to, oh to go where oh probably up the mountain I'm thinking uh on the sky hole yeah 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 uh I don't think I can be here anymore I have submitted my thesis at good fellows and uh i'm going to go and learn uh druidic practice like my parents uh said that i should 
Uh, just just learn how to be a good druid uh, in the forest somewhere. Uh, I know that nothing I've ever said has brought you comfort even one time. But <laughs> when I said that you're going to die very soon, I meant it in a way that to get you to appreciate that you're going to die very soon. So I'm glad that you're going into the hole to become a druid. Uh, after enough druidic practice, um, your body slows in aging enormously. I, I will have a much longer life than most Aarakocra. Oh, how much longer? Jeez, oh, what is it? It's like te- It's like your body ages one year for every ten years? Yeah, so the rem- the remaining years would be multiplied by ten. Yeah. I, I I would have like fifty more years. Still unbearably short. Don't waste them grieving for someone who didn't deserve to be grieved. Oh yeah. Oops, shit. Um I failed again. No Appreciate you the didn't sentiment, not listen, the words. No, slime, I you were wrong before. Your words have always brought me comfort. But I can't be in this village anymore. Because I will always think of Neelith and Ruth and Vary and Nobi. And I, I think I, I just want to... I realized with this practice, I actually have the majority of my life still ahead of me. And I think I want a fresh start for that. So I'm going tonight and uh, when Applewhite comes to give you your biomass in the morning, you can let her know. All right. I'm going to go fuck my wife, and I thought you were a really good mother. <laughs> uh, I think you're a fantastic parent, too. Thank you. Thank you for... It has been an honor to know you. Yeah, I guess I'll be devastated when you die. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, casually walks out of prison mid-conversation uh, yeah and that's the last time that Philippa is seen in Grendel now feel free to veto this I think someone would want to go with you grab one of them sheep I think Professor Gigi uh, in addition to you know being the person who kind of you know help wait, shape you to wait, who you are. Wait, no, yeah, is yeah. this like this is like Frodo and Sam. This is like uh-huh. at the this is like at the border of the village. Uh-huh. Philippa is hiking out with a big backpack and her puffy cape uh in the dark and Gigi's like running after her and she's like, "No, I'm going alone." And Gigi's like, "Of course you are, and I'm coming with you." Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> Like, Gigi, you know, also feels a lot of guilt for the things that happened. Uh, you know, he was the governor when it got turned over to you and all the, the wintry madness. Um, and is also, 
you know, feels like he needs a fresh start and you two, you know, you grew up under his tutelage and he feels like he has, you know, he's learned from you and he just wants to come with you. (laughs) I think that Philippa understands all of that implicitly when she sees him. It doesn't need to be said because of, I think, a bond that they've formed. Sophie's like, show, don't tell. Come on, you know the rules. (laughs) No, I genuinely think she would understand that. And I think that the first thing that she says to him is actually, you know, I'm going to become much older than you. <laughs> I am. I have a demon blood, so I'm probably going to live for like a thousand years. He says, each footstep sending up a little plume of smoke as his fiendish uh, steps in the snow. Oh, you know, I, I always forget about that demon blood. I suppose we're going to be up there for a long time. You know, I actually appreciate about that about you and about this village. No one ever really hassled me for it. A lot of places uh, don't welcome people like me. We really took it for granted, didn't we? He says, casting a you know an eye back at Grendel. Oh, I don't know. I think for me, I could see why my parents wanted me to be there. And it always felt like a struggle. You know we'll be struggling a lot in the new world. I can't wait. I can't think of a better ending for Philippa than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. So that was kind of Philippa and Slime scene there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll jump in with Basil, um, and I, I suspect there'll be some little bits of overlap here, but, um, I think at first Basil tries to stay in Grendel, um, if for no other reason than Grendel was home, and a place that A place that she never really got a chance to stop and take in on its own terms, other than, oh, suddenly everything's going to hell. And I think that for a time, Basil stays and tries to genuinely make good on some of the promises of attempting to start friendships that were made during, you know, that last arc there. I think that, um... I think that she takes it very seriously, the whole... not wanting to just have made promises to people to stop everything ending. I think very sincerely that means, you know, spending a while, say, working on, on Applewhite's farm. Um, I think that means trying to be the kind of person in town that there wasn't really time to be when everything was going to hell. Of just someone that tries to be a helping hand to everyone. I don't know that this lasts for terribly long. 
I think this is maybe, maybe a, maybe a couple of years. Because I think through all of this, I think... I think what she really wants to do is just go see the world. And... Have, have a... Have a start in a story that isn't... Entirely about... Solving a murder and the world ending and people that... Were only second-hand accounts. Does, uh... Does she need a moment with Aze before, like, she, before she yeah, leaves? <clears throat> I, I, I certainly think before she leaves that that is a thing. Um, but yeah, I, th I think I, I'm trying to think if there's anything particular that would make her know, like, now is the time. I mean, Laura, you you left the door open, and here I come strutting through. Oh yeah, like, no, I, that's Vince what I was Man. sort of. That's what I was attempting to do. I was like, I'm I'm laying the hooks out for you. I Austin. can see Austin in my mind doing the Vince McMahon walk. It's so clear. It's crystal uh, yeah. clear to me. So I I will place in front of you. Basil is looking for a good excuse to be like, it is my time. I can leave. Door open to DM. Yeah, I mean, feel free. We can cut this. Yeah. My thought is, you're going about your day. You're, you know, plowing uh, the fields at the Applewhite Farm. You go hang out with Aze, and then you're like walking, uh, you know, somewhere else, and you see, uh, your body like starts to unravel a little bit, like the cords and wires. Oh, oh, I do like this. Um, because you should have only existed yeah. for, I think, a minute is what the wild magic gives you. Yeah. And, and the genius's technology has slowed that, but by how much? Yeah. And and I will say, like, I think I think this is very explicitly why Basil was, you know, was willing to go during all the end of season chaos was exactly this reason was the knowledge of this wasn't gonna last forever. Um we did not w once mention the fact that you have a cool leg in this episode. I want to acknowledge just because it happened and it was cool that you have a cool yeah. leg. No, I, I think that's a good way to do it. Um, I So we know that it's five years in the future that um, the genius would is, is scheduled to appear. And I, I, I want to think that this is maybe two years this has been. And that I think the plan had always quietly been in her head. I kind of want to stick around until the genius gets here, because you know that I I seemingly came from that. I feel some kind of connection. I want to at least say hi. But yeah, I think one day the wires start unraveling just a little, just enough to realize that's not really viable um at which point yeah i think i think she's gonna go talk to go talk to Arze. um i will say that at this point uh the the grendel center of cosmology has been likely changed to the um the the grend the i would call it the 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 Grendel Benefic Center is what he's basically sort of retooled it into. Yeah. Just, just that. We'll, we'll explore that a little bit more when it gets to Aze's epilogue, possibly. But the, the, uh, like, just following through on his promise to Applewhite to kind of provide a clinic 
you know, it's, it's sort of acting in multiple purposes. It's the astrology, it's the theology, and the therapy all kind of rolled into one sort of hub, effectively. There's no easy way for me to do this. Um, I think I need to go see the world. Um, I, I didn't really want to think about this being something that might happen, but... Uh, yeah, my body isn't going to stick around for, uh, well, I don't know how much longer, but it's, uh, like, I need to go and see the world, and, uh, I don't think this is a trip I'm going to come back here after. I think I need to just see as much as I can. <laughs> I say, here's these words, and then there's just a small but ever-growing smile on his face before he just walks over to Basil and gives her a a just gives her a hug and and while patting her he says hmm, I'm I have to say that the only thing I'm surprised by Basil it's that it's hmm, taking you this long to feel this need to see the world but Oh, I, I, I felt it. I felt it, but I wanted to. I wanted to think I had time to do it all, and this is a. I I know this. I know a lot of people had a lot of hurt feelings about this place, and I, I feel like of of most of the people around here, I might have been in the best position to stick around and try and try and do things right for a bit. I'm glad I did. It's a beautiful place I really didn't appreciate until uh, until things quietened down enough to take it in. I will miss you when you leave Basil, but I can say with all certainty that I'm glad that we were able to do everything we can to keep you with us. The stars, even the stars above, youthful and bright as they are, they will cease to exist at some point in time. And for some of us, our time may be more fleeting, less fleeting, but we all deserve to shine as brightly as we can. And I feel that while you've done plenty here, you've only moved so far away from the monolith. And you should have the opportunity, the chance to see how far you can go and how far you can see. Our main goal, I'll be happy if I do this. I've heard motorcycle gangs are a thing and they're cool. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> oh my god. Do we get a, a montage of you riding a motorcycle in like all these cool cities oh, through the jungle? One, 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 one hundred percent. Like the, I, I recognize this is a heavy ending, and then that it's gonna like tonally whiplash to a. I don't know how long how long it goes for, but I feel like in the HBO adaptation, it is like 
longer than you would think, but just long enough that the joke, like, it's like, oh, it's going on a while. Oh, it's still going. And that becomes the joke of, like, ever more ridiculous situations that Basil gets in over the time she has left that, you know, start with cool motorcycle gang and I don't know, but by the end, um, I know that this makes no sense for the technology level of where we're at, but I want to, I want to picture like flying off to space or some shit. Like <laughs> I want, like, I want the extravagant, like comedic escalation of there's no way this is where Basil's life actually went, but like, this is, Oh, that's, this is, that's where, almost darker. This, I, <laughs> Uh, no, I okay. I want to believe that as much of this is true as possible. I don't care how it fits with the rest. Yeah, I don't care if it fits with the rest of the fiction. Some somehow in some little corner that's happening. At the end of The Witcher, like they clearly die, but then Sapkowski writes that like a unicorn comes and takes them to a magical island where everything's chill and good forever. <laughs> but Basil <laughs> like, is I- a unicorn, so it's like maybe she's taken by. Geralt of Rivia <laughs> to a magical <laughs> island where everything's no, good. I, I, I feel like I've gone too far here that people won't believe it, but like I, I look, I feel like motorcycle gang's a cool place to start, and I feel like it has to jump the shark. <laughs> but like, you know, it's I, I wanna believe Basil has a very like excessively like oh wow, that's quite a bizarre cool life you lived. Mm-hmm. Doing uh, no one thing for very long. I mean, here's my director's cut is that there's the montage of you, you know, traveling, you're in the jungle, you're in an ancient city, you're in a desert. <laughs> and then it, as it's escalating to like unreasonable proportions where you're like, oh, this stuff probably didn't yeah. happen. Like the last one is it fades in on a beach in Southern Fuscany and you're sitting yeah. there and the wave, waves are lapping at you as you're like sitting there and the sun's going down and it's beautiful. And it's clear that like the last couple of, you know, parts of the montage were fantasy, but the rest of it happened. And then, yeah. Yeah. As the sun goes down, you just kind of unravel into the ocean and are carried away. Yeah, that that is that is exactly what I was going for, and I think that that's that's how that goes. And the motorcycles left on the beach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like on, honestly, look. All she wanted was a bit of time, not being in the shadow of of a lot of other people and. I I I think I think I think she goes off and make sure she gets that. Well, she can't she can't be in anyone's shadow when she's shining the brightest she can be. That's what Ozzy's instructing exactly. her. That's what Ozzy's saying. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be in anyone's shadow if you're if you're the brightest light out there. So yeah, um, don't d- don't care if um if Voya was saying that that Basil do- Basil doesn't show up in the stars. Basil's gonna live life as it. They're gonna be their own star. Oh, it's interesting you mentioned Voya because I've been thinking about the NPCs and most of their, you know, epilogues are relatively simple. It's like Potter maintained a, you know, very successful bar in a a booming town. People come here, you know, for most of the year and spend a lot of money and he's very successful. Like, that's not wildly interesting. But Voya is a lich whose phylactery is destroyed, which I think is a, a pretty wild place to leave her story. I I think you know she is a kind of leader for the village for a while. If we're keeping direct democracy, she still maintains like an outsized influence. 
my intuition of this of this the thing is that she stays the mystic she's like a big tourist draw you know people want to talk to her and she's like oh the the you know the lich queen of the village um but you are actually much more helpful mm-hmm. as you know doing star ratings for people and giving them practical advice yeah and she is you know just this kind of spectacle and maybe she does maybe like within you know all these characters lifetimes except for slime i maybe she doesn't die at all i was if if the 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 you know the party turned against her and she was like the final boss which was an option you know i think you could have destroyed her but you let her live yeah and she's a lich mm-hmm. without her phylactery she will eventually fall apart i don't have yeah. an idea of how long it is 100 years 200 years uh, it's really just until the bones are dust so in the years after the end of that fateful winter, uh, Aze followed through with his promise to Applewhite in turning his center of cosmology, his home, into a, a location that aided in the well-being of others, both within Grendel and outside of Grendel, by consolidating not only the 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 div- divining nature of the stars that the cosmology center granted but also um the religious sort of focal point that various church provided as well as the well the direct therapeutic functions that ruth's uh ruth's place provided so when one enters into the benefic center as he calls it the front still has the same trappings of cosmology, but the rest of the home has been slightly redecorated and shifted, with curtains closing off parts of the property that are used for the that are used for the different purposes. So one area has a curtain with the constellation of the spire emblazoned on it, and beyond it is a small altar with depictions of the of the Trinity, the triad of gods. Um, around it, along with other religious uh, objects of meaning that people bring when passing through. So when they go into pray or otherwise, they leave relics of their own to act as pieces of memory for others passing by. Elsewhere, there is a curtain uh, emblazoned with the bowls constellation, and within it is a slightly private space with a couch and a chair where one can where two people can go in and just talk and work through thoughts and feelings as necessary and while it's a different type of busyness as a as you alluded to um is lesser known for you know what voya is known for voya being not only like a figurehead from what she was doing in the past, but now being a lich adds an extra attraction value to the to the location of Grendel. Aze provides a a fairly robust set of well healing services, um, where he continues to elaborate on his uh, alternate ways of thinking about the stars and how the stars' relationships pertain to others and to people themselves, uh, taking inspiration in part from slime and applying the notion of slime colonies and slime molds and the relationships being constellations internally with how people's internal functions operate on the same rules so there's a like i said that's sort of the type of thing that he runs out from grendel for easily years 
after what has transpired. And that's more or less his day-to-day work in town. So one day you're doing your, your readings and your, your counseling and your work in you know, this, the center and someone comes in and sits down and it takes you a, a moment to realize it's Voya, uh, who is like a spooky skeleton uh, goblin. Mm. Um, obviously you're used to it, but it's, you know, it, it's still, you know, you know, she's never come in and sat down like this. And this is probably like years later, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Right. Um, and she, for the first time, asks you to read her future. And she says, I've always had great insights into the stars, but you've come a long way. And when all those years ago, you ruined my perfect plan to save everyone, you saved everyone in your own way. So it may just be possible that you could surpass me. I never stopped to think about it as me defying you in any way, Voya, but it was, I was simply doing what I could to help everyone. We both had to do unpleasant things. You and your friends killed two frost giants who had never bothered anyone. Mm -hmm. The phylactery fed on three souls from Grendel. Mm-hmm. No one had clean hands. That also made me wonder about Inri's own words. I remember leading up to his demise, how he stated multiple times how you never needed me here. But part of me thinks that was true and yet irrelevant. I think as you saw... With Slime and her brood, and you and Basil, Philippa and her sheep, that parent-child relationships are complicated. And he tried, and maybe he failed, but he did try for what it's worth. And you made your decision, and I disagree with you just as you disagreed with my plan for the ritual. And you and I are still here, and he is gone. And we have to live with that. Indeed. There are times where I wish that I'd chosen differently when I had the chance. Things may have turned out differently. Things uh, Things may have not. But what has happened has happened. And everything that has happened has led to where we are now. And I suppose instead of dwelling on how things could have been, it is our responsibility to look at the present and look forward and see where things can be and guide the world around us towards that future. That's why I'm here. She like holds out her hands, you know, at like a palm reader way. I take it the hand is like almost like is the hand like a skeleton hand or is it like uh like Yeah, you gotta <laughs> read the bones. Yeah. Anze just sort of nods gently and takes Voya's hand into his own 
and just sort of traces along it while focusing on just reading how the stars sort of bear out for Voya, um, which is probably the first time that he's done this on Voya for at least a long time, at the very least, since she died and came back as a lich. Uh-huh. So, trying to think of how the reading itself goes. Do you want me to roll to see what <laughs> insights he gets from it, or... Uh, if you want to roll, sure. Well, I rolled... Okay, so I roll and I get a four, which does mean benefic. All right, once again. So, so all right. Aze takes Voya's hand, places his fingers upon where the palm would be, closes his eyes and focuses before letting out sort of a contemplative, hmm, as he senses that whatever the stars are in relation to Voya, they do return benefic. And his eyes open and he looks to her and says, from I can gather, there is at the very least contentment within you about how things have been. They, as you alluded to, didn't play out the way that you had planned. They may not have played out the way that you had hoped for, but they have bore they are currently bearing out in a way that is not antagonistic to your well-being or your existence the only thought i have is whether you whether what you seek for beyond just the immediate reading of the stars the future as far as I can tell, it's still fairly cloudy. I've still struggle to read far ahead, though I have a pretty strong read of how things are currently. So in my future, you don't see another apprentice? That is a connection I'm not seeing in the immediate no. Well then it must be in your future. The village of Grendel cannot be without a mystic, so it only stands to reason. You need to look closer, Aze. <sighs> Unfortunately, I don't know of anyone in the immediate village who would be willing to take on the mantle of Apprentice. Drip is around frequently enough, but... They're more interested in pestering Hale than learning how to understand the finer notes of star reading. I've tried many years to get some of the points across. Excuses, excuses. I suppose I will have to, I suppose when we have more travelers coming by, I'll have to keep my eye out for any potential candidates. Not everyone's going to be like me, pestering you for months about studying this topic, but there has to be someone out there who would be an appropriate subject of, well, 
teaching and guidance. It will be difficult to find someone as persistent and annoying as you were, but records are made to be broken. <sighs> records, fate, destiny, these are all things that are guiding posts and not hard and fast rules, so... I'm certain that whoever I find to be my successor, I can only hope for them to be my equal, if not hopefully my superior in all respects, annoyance included. And there is a bit of a smirk from Aze in declaring that, as he just holds Voya's hand and smiles to her, looking significantly more content about where things are than probably even the moment that she walked in through the door. Yeah, and I'm, this is the part where the camera slowly pulls out of the building and into the bright sunshine of, you know, the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's it's still not, like, you know, Florida or anything here on the mountain, but it's, like... <laughs> Slash Florida, yeah. <laughs> it's the brightest Grendel gets, and just there's all the faces of the, you know, families who've come here to start over in the New World who are passing through, and there's, uh, you know, people who live here during the the warmer months. So there's just all these different characters we didn't get to meet because we were trapped in the winter. Yep. And just the, the implication is like any of these people could be the new mystic and could, you know, learn from you. And it's just, it's <laughs> my mind immediately goes to the end of the last Jedi, which is maybe mm. not where we want to go considering what, uh, or the, <laughs> what happened in the rise of Skywalker where they just dropped this very good idea. Yeah. I, but just oh, yeah. the idea that, Anyone could be cool. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then next season is like, actually, no, you have to be related to someone important to be cool. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that idea in particular. Um, especially um, the added thing that I would almost add as a visualization would be like, as you pull back, you see the different families and people. There's almost like faint ethereal lines connecting them and forming like miniature constellations uh, that are ever changing as the potential of the relationships within families, within groups of friends, within communities are permeable and potential is infinite as that pullback happens. Oh, and a question for Slime. How many kids do you and Sun Moon Stars have? Um, I mean... It's kind of confusing because I mean, mold is kind of. Um, oh, like I, I in the future? I, yeah, I didn't mean yeah. What well, like you splitting off? I mean explicitly this new thing you've made. So I I already uh, gestured toward this in an earlier episode, but next season is going to be the introduction of a D and D species called the plasmoid. Who was originally from Spelljammer? I have one already. Uh, Levi did art for them, but that is the arm you threw into Arabella has become. That's my babies. Know, yeah, has become this new species. So the basically you and Sun Moon Stars coming together, a slime mold and a Asimar, have created this new people, the plasmoids who who exist in D and D but have never been introduced in Dysonk, and that's like our etiology for them. Yay! So like how many how many how many plasmoids do you uh, create? Like I can imagine you just being like, oh yeah, over you know all of Sun Moon Star's lives, we create like thousands, or it could just be like a little family. I don't know. 
Um, okay, so I made the abomination with Sun, Moon, Stars, and I thought maybe, like, just whenever they felt like they make a new abomination, because, you know, you have to, like, be in her doing your thing, and that's a lot, you know, to ask mm-hmm. of a woman, and... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but like each new one is like a new different thing. They're a different color, but they're mm-hmm. all like kind of transparent and they don't. The nice thing about them is they don't have to be in a body, but they're kind of gloopy and some of them have wings and some of them are really pretty and some of them are really horrifying and nightmarish, but they're all beautiful. Yeah, I've put a couple of pictures of the plasmoids from the book in here, and yeah, their their whole thing is they can you know shape their bodies in any number of ways, and they don't have to live in corpses. So there's there's a lot of uh, a difference here, but it's it's great. I'm excited for you to meet the character next season. Yeah, some of them are like really pretty iridescent colors, and some of them look like poop. But who knows what looks beautiful to them? We'll find Thank out. Thank you for that. It's beautiful. <laughs> Um, who else? I mean, Farmer Applewhite just farms. Yep. She, she has a simple life. She gets simple pleasures. I don't know that she has any, like, exciting adventures from, you know, a normal person's perspective, but maybe that's okay. Maybe you only need to go through one, you know, triple homicide in your life. You could drink uh, on that story for the rest of time. That's... Uh, I could do Cat Now happily. Um, so it's already been established what, uh what cat's plans were um but i want to know whether slime is in on the plan to run the restaurant again oh yeah for sure okay okay in that case i think it's on the day that slime gets out of jail (laughs) (laughs) which is when they just decide that they've done it enough Right. <laughs> okay, I think I think the cat sends Sun Moon stars to announce to tell Slime that the village is like over it and like is happy for Slime to not be in jail anymore. <laughs> and oh, it organizes like a surprise party in the wine in the slimed and dine flayer. Um Yes. Um with like everybody there. Um Slime inhabits an octopus for this role. Oh. <laughs> so that I can be be kind of like Neelith and also, you know, do all the... All of my arms have a brain, obviously. And so I can do multiple tasks. I mean, I will say that kitchen was designed to be operated by someone with multiple arms. That mm-hmm. is kind of what it was built but around. It's been... It's been uh... <laughs> refitted slightly in the meantime to be operated by someone who only has a mouth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those retrofits pretty important. <laughs> yeah, uh, because it's been a, it's been an op- I think an yeah. operation for the couple of years that Slime's been in jail, um, and so uh, how does the let me think how does the surprise party go down? I guess Sun Moon Stars would lead you in with. Like hands over your eyes, over my octopus eyes, because she goes. Sure, I guess she was so. like, "Get in the octopus! I have a surprise for you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get in the octopus, Shinji. <laughs> <laughs> Sun Moon Stars comes to your jail and says, "Get in this octopus! I have a surprise for you." And uh, then, then is like, it's not sexual. 
<laughs> doubt. L.A. Noir, doubt. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, and, and Kat's like, Mother, welcome back to Grendel. Oh, this is awesome. I love being out of jail. <laughs> I haven't been here in so long because I've been in prison. Yes, you have been always in prison and never got out of prison at any point. No, never. And Cat really like conspicuously winks at Farmer Apple right Applewhite because like um everyone knows that slime's out of jail all the time. Yeah, but uh-huh. slime actually doesn't know that everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh Cat says Mother, I have been Operating the slime nut dine flare. I've mastered every recipe and I have invented some of my own recipes too. That is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to shit myself and then I put squid ink all over the floor. <laughs> oh. I call this. And Cat pushes a, te- a, a, a plate across the surface uh like the you know the surface where chefs plate up and then the waiters take it to the tables chips <gasps> why because it reminded me of wood chips but they're made of potatoes instead is this american chips or english chips <laughs> uh it- Belgian, technically i don't but, uh, know what, what that you means call, well, chunky fries <laughs> okay but you're saying in the Dice Funk universe, you just invented that? Is that what you're doing to us? Yes, I invented chips. That's what happened just now. Perfect. I invented chips. Wonderful. Yeah. For American listeners, that is fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I have a question. Um, I, I'm guessing, but I, I'm curious if this is the case. Does the illithid theming stay consistent, or is it at all changed now that it's not operated by an illithid the branding uh additionally to the name the name was changed from the wine and dyed flare to the slimed and dyed flare and cat uh through an arduous and perilous journey managed to con- manage to uh get hale to give her the paintbrush temporarily just for a day uh <laughs> so that she could paint a mural of slime and Neelith, uh as the Aww. like as the logo on the front of the building. I mean, I think Hale would sell it to you if you make enough in the restaurant. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's that's actually, that's really lovely. Do you think like ten years later, Hale's epilogue is someone fucking murders him and steals his shit? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone suspects it's Cat, and this is the like this whole season over again. Only instead of it's uh. like. Aze and Voya suspected murder it's Cat and Hale suspected murder um, I was gonna say it's an adventurer going up to the new world because he keeps trading people's like you know their family heirlooms oh, and magic shit. items for like, <laughs> yeah. for like passage up the mountain and people come into his shit and see that he has like enchanted swords and cool armor and someone's just like actually that's mine bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah entirely plausible um, yeah yeah, yeah, I think that yeah, I think that's the that's the the rebranding as it were, but it's more of an upgrade of the existing branding. That on one side of the door 
is a big picture of slime in her pure slime form, yellow goop. And on the other side, Neelith, uh, yeah, a mural of Neelith. And so that they're underneath the slimed and the dined flare parts of the sign, respectively. Yeah, and Kat says, um, But you know, Mother, the one thing I uh, haven't sorted out for the restaurant yet. We have no head chef. Are, are, are you the head chef? Do I have to be on your head? <laughs> no, Mother, I would you like to work with me at the restaurant? I would love to. Okay. And then Cat bears all of her teeth, which is how you show people that you're happy. Beautiful. Is Neela's dead body still in the bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I I would assume we had a burial at some point. Yeah. So the village has a funeral for Neelith to put the bottle in the cemetery. Sun Moon Stars, that's their whole job is burying people. But this is like you apply for a furlough to get out of jail and you do the same thing there where you're like, wow, I love being out of jail, a thing I haven't done in so long. (laughs) Like just going through this whole spiel again. And everyone's like, wow, Slime, you're out of jail. Amazing. Yeah, I haven't been to the graveyard in like a really long time. This is crazy. And there's still like there's clearly yellow slime like a several headstones like fresh from like the <laughs> night before. <laughs> um, I think th- I I like the idea of this funeral um, because it's sad and I'm sick. But also I think while you're all having this uh, you know ceremony, someone comes into town and like walks up to this, and this is someone you only saw in shadow once when you were climbing the mountain. It was a frost giant. Uh, that was chasing the sheep. And um, yeah, I, I had you roll perception, I think, because there was something off about the frost giant, but mm. you didn't, you all failed. And so it was just a, a frost giant ran by you and you all used uh, Pass Without Trace to stay hidden. Uh, but you see this person now and you see what you didn't see then, which is that they have a face full of tentacles. <gasps> oh my God. And the frost giant introduces themselves and says that after the sheep uprising, uh, you know, sheep are no longer allowed to be like kept by frost giants. Like there was a big controversy in the shot, the frost giant community about keeping sheep because they were too dangerous. Uh, they had this fucking <laughs> uprising. They killed two and people, two of our people in the church. Can you believe it? <laughs> so it worked. They, their uprising worked really brutally as well. They sunk one of the guys through the floor. Yeah horrible uh but the frost giants uh illithid says to you that like that was the only thing they were allowed to do in frost giant uh society was be a shepherd because of their illithid uh heritage they weren't allowed to be like within the city limits uh so they're looking for a new place and they heard that grendel was welcoming to illithids is it inappropriate to ask if you knew neelith oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Mother, yes, that's very inappropriate. I've already asked it. Uh, What's the answer? <laughs> now, the frost giant tells you that I never met Neelith. In fact, like I, over the the years, I think Illithids from all over come to Grendel because they hear that like this is a place that treats them well, and like Il, you know, Neelith's legacy beyond the restaurant is just this idea of there's a place where you'll be accepted. And it helps that there's a big painting in the middle of town <laughs> of an Illithid. Yeah, yeah. Having a big successful illithid business gonna help on that one. 
Yeah, it went from just like a tourist attraction of like, well, isn't it wacky, this gimmick restaurant, to be like, oh, no, this is like a safe place for uh, a people who are really distrusted most everywhere else. Um, but do, so the Frost Giant uh, Village, though, uh, is there any interesting fallout there from you? Like, wait, the, that hang on. Cheap uprising? Austin, Austin. Yeah. Me, me. What is your name? Oh God! <laughs> you have to do this to me. Mm. Um, I didn't think of one. Do you all want to name this Frost Giant? Peabot. <laughs> Glorclax. I said Peabot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's Glorclax. Um, all, <laughs> according to canon, all illithids have very foolish names. They're all like, uh, literally, Grazilax is one. Um, shoot, there's another one I can't remember. It's important. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it can't be any goofier than the naming convention I went with, which is mildly change the name <laughs> of, an, of a goofy, goofy uh, alien chef from Star Trek. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nihilor is the other one I was trying to think. N-I-H-I-L-O-O-R mm-hmm. is the other. So <laughs> is it Gorklax? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, lo- I looked at an illicit name generator, and the first one I saw that it recommended was Lesbix. Okay. <laughs> I really love that as a name. In hindsight, <laughs> I feel like that should have been your name all along. Uh, <laughs> we don't know anything about this 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 uh, giant illicit. They might be a Lesbix. Yeah, no, I mean she's a Lesbix now. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, is. <laughs> Is it actually a giant cold lesbix now? Yes. Sure. Yeah, why okay. not? Okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, nice to me. <laughs> I can't do this now. <laughs> you called the giant lesbix, you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Um, nice to meet you, lesbix. I am Katarina, but you can call me Kat. Aww. <laughs> Lesbic says, "Can I pat your head?" <laughs> Only because you seem very polite. <laughs> wow, <laughs> fan favorite character in Lesbics at the last <laughs> moment at the buzzer. Huge Two giant lesbian, <laughs> biggest yeah. lesbian ever. <laughs> Look, I need, I needed an illithid to feel happy and lesbian about in the final episode. This is me doing. There we go. Done. Getting in under the wire. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's good. Uh, I noticed uh, that I didn't have Anne speak up this whole episode because I feel like Anne didn't think they were, like, you know, part of the village. They were they tried to destroy the village earlier this season. Um, but I think Anne and Kat obviously are pretty close. Is there anything you want to add there? Yeah, I think that uh, not long after Kat's mom goes to jail, um, they should have a conversation. Like, not long after all of the events of this episode, basically. Uh, uh, About the deal between them. Remind me which deal. No, like, what is their relationship? Oh, the yeah, deal. Yeah, like, what's, what's the deal with these Will two? Will they, won't they? Yeah. They didn't, they won't. I mean, I think Anne is smitten with Kat, and they they have a passionate, uh, torrid affair that ends, uh, you know, awkwardly, because that's how it happens sometimes, and then you're just like, 
you know, you're both living in the same small town and you see each other and it's weird, but like you move on with your life. My inclination is that Kat is like, uh, uh, is that Anne is the one who would ask about what their, what their relationship is and try to have like, uh, a label on it because Kat, because Anne's really, because Anne's really smitten. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Kat goes like, uh, um, uh, oh, that's nice. Um, I, uh, well, and I really like you. Um, uh, no, I'm just fucking with you, Anne. It's okay. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, um, uh, my mom just went to jail, and I mm-hmm. maybe want to see what my options are. No, I'm just fucking with you again. Uh, <laughs> but for real, um, maybe if uh, you're not with anyone when you're 30, and I'm... No, I'm just fucking with you again. Jesus. Hey, do you want to go get burgers, and? <laughs> Yeah, taunt, taunt the recovering incel. That's going to go great. Oh, my God. And you deserve better. <laughs> Don't deal with this. You know what he deserves, this kind of treatment. You need to find yourself as a woman or whatever. I don't know. You know, uh, since Mold killed all the yokai in the undervillage, it's mine now. I've renamed it Ansville. Do you want to come down to my town? Uh, do you have anything cool there? Well, not yet. I'm just rebuilding. <laughs> Do you want cool art? Oh, yeah. You can tag up Ansville? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put all your favorite video game characters on the walls. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, no. It, you can't make an entire yokai village into a gamer cave. I think you already did. I think you just said it. You willed it to existence, yeah, Austin. You already did. I think it would be cooler if Anne made it illegal to graffiti just to make Cat happy that they're breaking the law. Oh, that's exciting. Um, um, but I think the the last image there is like you're painting a cool mural of Master Chief or whatever. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. No, 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 no. I keep on telling Anne that it's going to be Master Chief, and when they finally look, it's the feeling like when it what it feels like when you not. Uh huh. <laughs> Okay, hold on, because you paint that, and Vento walks in to check on you. And let's roll, see, or let's see if now that uh, Venta is actually Blade, if Blade can nut. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God! I don't. Uh, what do we do? What kind of roll is uh, this? I would say that would be uh, just a. Let's do just do a strip Constitution check. Just do a Constitution check. So D twenty uh, plus. See, I was gonna suggest religion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'm just proposing like how uh, how uh, uh, no you are correct <laughs> you are correct but it's funny to suggest can you nut might be your survival role <laughs> <laughs> is it safe to nut uh, yeah. is, anyone, is anyone looking <laughs> stealth is like do oh you, hi- stealth? Do you yeah. hide it to hide it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, this sucks. Per, per, I mean, like, if, if 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 Blade is an exhibitionist, then uh, performance, maybe. Here's my medicine role <laughs> for uh. creating a really good what it feels like when you not picture, and I rolled a uh-huh. nineteen. 
All right. So then I'm going to roll a d20 and try to get under that because that's like the, t- the upper limit. We're doing Call of Cthulhu style. Oh, that, that's, a, that's also a callback to like OG D&D. We had to roll low on ability checks. Yeah. Yo, let's do it. Oh my 18! gosh! Holy shit! Yo. Under by one! Oh. There you go. Blade nuts so hard they lose consciousness. <laughs> oh, fuck. And it's like, clean up on aisle you. It's like, really? Well, we Jesus succeeded. This se- season accomplished its goals, I feel like. Oh, gosh. Oh. Mm. oh my god. I'm. Uh. Oh Christ! I'm looking at the list of NPCs. I I need something for mold. Uh, so Mari, think about that. I want to say that Mar uh, Marina is working in her shop one day when the bell rings and a couple of people walk in and they're little tanukis, and they <laughs> they ask her for like if they can if she can make them like little suits because they want to go apply to live in Ansville. Ah, I love that. Yeah, mold m- murder that entire community, but it is coming back. Yokai live on this mountain. Yep. Um, I like the idea of Marina ending the season knitting little suits for little tanukis. That seems cute mm-hmm. to me. Uh, uh, mold uh, takes a few years to have the familiar little dog grow into like a huge giant dog, like a dog that's proportional to him. It just keeps gaining biomass. And just him and the dog just hang out. They just play. Let he uh, grows into a fine young man, mold man mold. You know, uh huh. He just man. turns into that, that like just a guy who has a dog. You know, that's it. <laughs> that's the kind of guy. Yeah, you know, you ever just like John Wick? The, he's, he's just a guy with a dog. Mold becomes a sigma male. Yeah. Yeah, he mm. just wanders around with his dog, doing whatever. If someone needs help. At farmer help Apple White needs help doing his thing. He's like, cool, me and my dog will do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes around doing things that a guy with a dog would do. Uh, Drip probably also helps out on the farm because Drip is a big horse. So yeah, but he just goes all around town, like you know, a stump falls. I don't know what that means. But <laughs> a, stump a stump falls. falls yeah, yeah, and, you know, he picks it up. Well, because you were in dog. jail all those years, you couldn't work on infrastructure. So mold takes up that and starts like fabricating buildings again. Yeah, yeah. Until you can get out. But uh, like, fix, like a cool fixes guy, the ones like that were destroyed. He uses a hammer. He doesn't need to, but like he puts a hammer up and hammers things. Yeah, like a guy, like a masculine man. <laughs> okay, I don't know why the emphasis is going there, but um. Okay, because I'm trying to describe a very specific character from James Harriet Dog Stories, and I don't oh. think anyone's going to understand that <laughs> reference. So I have oh, to like sorry. try to explain this person. Mm-hmm. I just had I just had an idea pop in. What if Drip is behind Hale's murder? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. Someday, uh, you all go into the the slimed and dined flare to have a meal, and there are two Shokos, and she just refuses to explain how that happened. <laughs> yep, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> I'm just cracking myself up now. They refuse to. They refuse to uh, pick different names. So, like, 
everyone just has to say Shoko and Shoko and Shoko is when it applies. But like it is, it is confusing. <laughs> Are there any other NPCs we haven't done? Uh, we should get uh, something in Blades Barber Shop. We haven't actually seen them since they've been their own character. So let's have Blades at the barber shop. You know, cats getting, uh, you know, the mane touched up. We need um, who else? Uh, Potter, just a very fuzzy person, needs to get all of that fixed. Uh, who else is there? I mean, there's there's, there's some rats. We gotta know what happens to the rats. Do the rats need professional hair care? I feel rats are very fastidious, cleanly animals in my experience. A little stinky, but they're good boys. Yeah, well, they're fastidious cleaners, but they're also cleaners that, like, you know, you know, if they had the, op- if they're that fastidious, if they got the option to have more, more grooming done, you know, I, d- I doubt they turn it down. No, they love getting groomed. They love being groomed, and the men, the little boy ones, they're stinky. But I like to imagine it's like their version of Axe body spray. <laughs> uh, but, so there's a bunch of pizza rats in here I don't know they've met Blade the barber surgeon so uh, they say hello I'm Blade a normal guy welcome to my barber surgeon cave Ooh, I'm looking for the side fade with the thing on top I'm looking for a nice little uh, classy look sleek back very greasy you all are there's like you know a dozen rats in here and <laughs> Blade's like you all are Anthony no, you need to cut it shorter. You got to go to church, okay? <laughs> oh, Ma, you can't make us do that. I want all my sons to have the same haircut. We're going to be having a picture day, okay? Look, look, if you, if, <laughs> look can, I get, can I get a shave in the side if, if it's going to be like a, like a cross or something? I can't do an accent. I apparently can't do that fucking accent. Can do it. Hey, I'm walking it. That, that, that's all I can say in it. <laughs> hey, I'm also here. And Anthony... Do not get any symbols or words into the side of your head this time, I swear to God. <laughs> Is picture day for the rats like an oil painting by Cat with the magic yeah. paintbrush? Okay, uh, yeah. that's great because then all the, the the portraits of the rats can give you powerful feelings like you, t- you taste pizza, uh, you taste trash, <laughs> you just you feel soft <laughs> and clean. Um, you have the, you're going to feel the warm bond of family, okay? This is a family and at the end of the day, we are a family. I, I feel like a religious verse is the only thing that Mama Rat would let get shaved into the side of the head. You'd be like, ah, this, this is a, pa- a nice passage about Rat Jesus. Ma, Ma, it's okay. I got the Virgin Mary on my head. <laughs> oh my God. And, oh, Tony, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I love it. All right, so Blade is doing a bunch of religious iconography. <laughs> to be clear, Catholic iconography in this world for the rats. Um, no, uh, the sh- only Schmack-lick. safe species on this world. We're the only Catholics here, okay? You cannot mess around. You're not going to be saved if you don't marry another Catholic rat, okay? No Protestants. They don't play around with their lord and savior. They play for keeps. Uh, Potter pays for his fresh cut uh, with just uh, disinfectant alcohol. Uh, with the you know for the the barber tools. That's a great racket they have together. Uh, he t- tips his hat to the rats and leaves. Uh, Blade says, uh, uh, "All right, uh, so time for your normal haircut for your normal rats. Uh, this is a completely regular thing we do here." Uh, wow, a lot of you can fit on this chair. Good, good. All right. 
Uh, do you want me to just lay this uh, bib down on top of you, or do, should I make whoa, smaller whoa, whoa, ones? Whoa, 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 we don't need, we don't want uh, masculinity. That's too much like a dress. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's a little gay. It's a little gay. I kind of like being gay. What? No, hey. <laughs> <laughs> They're going through a lot. This is a Catholic rat family. Look, we're, we're getting some real character development at the last second here. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. We got to support our cousin Gina and her girlfriend. It's okay. We can be a little gay. We can be a little gay. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. What other, what other services could rats get to the barber surgeon? Because this is like an old-timey profession where they, you know, they put leeches on you, cut your hair. What else? Well, barber, I, I'm, surgeon, I'm picturing like a, very careful, um, like a very careful claw trimming. Just like a nice little, like, ah, get the loose ends off the, uh, on the claws, sort of give them a nice polish and a buff. Uh-huh. A barber surgeon was a person who performed surgery such as bloodletting, cupping therapy, pulling teeth, and amputation. Barbers could also bathe, cut hair, shave or trim facial hair, and give enemas. Oh, come here, Blake. Come here, Blake. Okay, the boys don't need this, but I need, <laughs> Mama needs to get her nails done. Okay? Uh-huh. Right. And imagine just a little pizza rat, but she's a girl, you know, she's got a bow on her head. <laughs> so yeah, you know. Just, just so you know. Whenever I see someone walking their dog, if it has a, a pink leash, I immediately <laughs> say, oh, a good girl. <laughs> you can just tell. No, see, you need to do the opposite. You need to aggressively be like, oh, no, no, I don't understand. What? Oh, is, oh was I supposed to get that from the bow? <laughs> My husband, Dijonic, only gave me money for the boys, but I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, your money's no good here. You're a citizen of Grendel. We share everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're socialists. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I don't know what it means, but you know, you do you, as long as you live under God. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a long, rich tradition of Catholic socialism. Uh, it's, you know, in on the decline now for a variety of cultural reasons. Blade just, like, gives you a, <laughs> a lecture on the history of Catholic socialism. Uh-huh, uh, and I want um, French tips and maybe a crystal in some of them. Make it classy. Thank you. And that's when they kidnapped the Italian prime minister and killed him. And that was a big <gasps> shift. The Italian <laughs> prime minister? Yeah, from oh Fuscany. Got stolen right from Fuscany. Let me tell you, Blake, your gossip is primo. I love it. I'm going to tell all my girlfriends about you. Have you heard of the years of lead? No. What's that? <laughs> I'm going to radicalize these pizza rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Let um, me call my husband. Did you, did you know that the capitalist Kidnap the prime minister of Italy? We gotta stop them. <laughs> That's our people. That's our place. So Blade uh, does your nails upright, gives all the whole family a nice uh, religious iconography in their haircuts, uh, finishes cleaning up the shop. Uh, it, everyone's looking their best. It's a great day here in Grendel. It's always benefic in the barber shop here. Uh, at this point, uh, a herringon pops their head in the door. Um, what you see is a very small humanoid rabbit-type person uh, dressed in a lot of very bright, garish colours. There's definitely some tie-dye involved. Uh, everything's a little bit baggy. Looks very comfortable. Uh, and just sort of pops their head into the barbershop. 
Oh, hey, oh, whoa, whoa, look at them ears. You can hear my heart pitter patter. Oh, you can see something else, pitter patter. You can feel it, don't you? I think I might be gay. I don't know. Oh, my <laughs> God, look at those thumping legs. Kick me out of here anytime, baby. Blade says, Oh, hello, ma'am. How can I help you? My name's Blade, by the way. I'm a normal barber surgeon. Oh, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Um,. I hope I'm not bothering you. Me and my friends, we're just trying to find our way up the mountain. We hear there's a big portal up there, and we were hoping someone could uh, point us the way. If it's if it's if it's not too inconvenient, we 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 we've got some we've got some work to get done up there. I can't wait to see it. Oh, you seem you seem like a nice young lady. Are you Catholic? I got all my sons here. One of them, I think, he keeps saying he's gay. But the other ones, I think, they're into girls. I, I'm, I, I. <laughs> Look, at they just got the nice hair. There's Jesus in one of the hairs, and then the vir- You can pick what. It- Are you Catholic? Any of your boys know anything about plants? Any any good plant experts over there? Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you talking here? I got uh, all kinds of green plants here. I got sativas. I got indicas. Don't let my mom hear this, though. You know, I'm just trying to make a little money on the side. Okay. Um, the grass. Mm, okay, the grass. I can give mm. you a good deal. Good deal. You're a pretty girl. You know, you gotta be taken care of. Look, uh, the grass outside is just meant. You have done some unmentionable things out in the grass out there. Uh, thank you. If anyone knows how I can get up the mountain, that'd be great. I'm gonna back away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at those thumpers. Just jumping and jumping. Strong. That's a lady I want. As you start backing out of the, the cave, uh, Blake calls after you. If you're looking to go up the mountain, uh, you can get a guide. We have many in the village. You want to try over at the... Uh, the center of cosmology. Get your fortune read before you go. Better to be safe than sorry. Hey. Oh, lady, I can fit in your pocket. You know, pocket size and, you know, all that, you know, just saying. Come with you. Look, look if you if, if, if you want to come up on a very cold journey up a mountain, be my guest, but I do have work to be doing. I will leave you to it nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so you're just so big and independent and strong. Big mom, big mommy. I mean. <laughs> Shit, mommy. I mean, sh- fuck, mommy. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, you're so tall and and big and uh, soft. This this character takes one look back into the room and looks at the rats who are pretty small and goes, "I mean, I never have been called tall before, so I will. I'm big. I will take the compliment." Yeah, mom, mommy, milkers. I mean, no, uh, yeah. I mean, let me just get in a, bu- a bucket. You know, I can get into small places. At the mention of mommy milkers, she's already bounced out the door. <laughs> oh, shit, I said it again. <laughs> First with the big cat girl, and now with the bunny. I keep fucking it up. <laughs>
swallowed in their coats With scars of red tied round their throats To keep their little heads from falling in the snow And I turned round and there you go And Michael 